Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. This podcast was originally a live show that was aired across several different social media platforms. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit brandonbeckedu.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Potential means you see the problem, but pass the problem to the potential and you call them up to it. Uh, unlocking unlimited potential means to me finding the best in yourself so you can actually help inspire that in others. Unlocking unlimited potential means the work is not about you. It's about seeing the greatness in others and using your own story and your own vulnerability to unleash the potential that others have. It means taking fear, doubt, and worry, those gremlins that are whispering in your ear, invite them in, make them some coffee, tell them to have a seat, and tell them that you're gonna watch, they're gonna watch you get after it. Fear, doubt, and worry has to be managed. Don't settle, you know, be open to the possibilities of what you can do. It's hard enough to get a student to see who they are, but now try to get them to see who they can become, and that will make all the difference in the world. Empowering yourself to own your story. It is down, deep down in everybody that I walk past every day. Everyone that I look at, no matter whatever the disability, no matter whatever the the level of disappointment, depression, fortunate situation, man, there's a diamond deep down inside and everybody has a calling on their life. Everybody has a purpose. And we just have to get there and get to that diamond. Well, I want you to know that inside of you exists an unlimited potential, and I believe in it. And one reason that I believe in it is because inside of us is a potential that once we learn how to control it and harness it and live it with passion, that we'll be able to spread it through our schools and our classrooms and through our communities and into our world like wildfire. Join me on the journey as we explore together unlocking unlimited potential. And I can't wait to be on this journey with you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Story Show. 
I'm so excited to be here after five days in a row last week with our Summer Thrive show, which went incredibly well with some amazingly gifted, talented, and completely awesome educators. So thankful for them. We're coming back now with the Unlocking a Limited Potential Stories show. Yeah, it's a mouthful because, well, it's a lot. I mean, to be able to unlock unlimited potential in all those you serve is really a gargantuan task. So, and also what it all comes down to at the end is your story. So we have today one of my favorite people, one of the most incredible editors I've ever met and also genius and everything else. But here she is all the way from across the border, which still is not open yet. And here she is, Daphne McMenemy. What's happening, Daphne? Uh, not too much, Brandon. How are you? I'm good. Looks like you're poolside right now, which is pretty awesome. So I'm poolside, and the neighbor's uh, construction crew is also poolside. So I've decided to take a risk and come out here anyway. And if they start their heavy machinery, then we may have to move inside, but we'll <laughs> cross up. What educators do, right? They know what to do when things like that happen. So we're, we're going to see. Out here. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. So Daphne, it's been... Uh, an awesome summer. You're, you're in summer over there and it looks like, how's your weather been so, so far? A lot of rain in the last little while, a lot of rain. Um, yeah. But I can't complain. We've had some, the, we, we did get uh, a bit of a, a heat wave over here, but I, I can't, I can't complain. It would be no. wrong of me to complain. I have a good tan. Mm -hmm. I'm good. <laughs> I can sit poolside. I'm, and I'm that's golden. what it's all. That's yeah. it right there. So Daphne, yeah. I mean, we connected, you and I, about a year ago, very yep. fortunate part of my life, meeting you, my friend, and uh, you have so much to offer. I mean, well, this, first of all, you're the managing director at Codebreaker, you're an educator, you're the author of three, three amazing books, is that correct? Three, did I get that number right? Three, yep. Oh, my, three my amazing name. books. Gracie, what happens when I learn to code and Gracie the Maker, they're all part of the Gracie series. Really excellent stuff. There's our machinery. I love okay. it. We're going inside. I love it. No of worries. Course. I'll continue to chat you up while oh, it's gonna, happening. We're going to walk. Oh, I love it. There we're we on go. the move. This we're is like good. MTV Cribs. <laughs> Amazing. Well, at least you awesome. warned me. I don't know why you yeah. could have waited 10 minutes before, but that's cool. That's cool. It's that was nice world. of them. All right. We're just going to go in my kitchen. So you've been super busy. You've had a lot going on. You've had so many great things that are going on in, in the code breaker world because, I mean, we're going to talk, dive into some of that. Um, but first, why don't we just start off with like you, because that's really what's most important. So what's your story for those of people that may not know it that are out there and also that are joining us here on the replay? Welcome to you all joining us on all the different medias. So Daphne, what is your story? What, what's what's your story? how did you end God. up on this path? So, OK, so I've been a teacher for uh, 16 years and uh, this is my 16th year. Um, and I kind of always wanted to be a teacher. So that's just sort of what I did. Um, when I started teaching, I always, I sort of believed that you kind of, and I've, and you know, people have heard this story before I think, but I always believed that you walked in to a school on your first day of teaching and you left, you know, 25, 35 years later when you retired the end. I didn't know that there were so many other paths to take or places to go or things to do. I just assumed that that's what happened. Um, then all of a sudden doors started to open and, and I was able to 
you know, participate in different experiences throughout my career that kind of allowed me to see other options available and that, um, and not other options outside of teaching, but other options within teaching. Um, and I just, I've always been a big believer and lover of, of technology integration from, you know, using the overhead projector <laughs> was sort of where it all started um, to all of the things I do now, which includes, you know, teaching code to, to some of our youngest learners. And as I kind of explored the different options and uh, with technology, that's where I sort of discovered conferences. And there was all these tech conferences where I was teaching. So I started going to those. And then I started meeting new people at these tech conferences. And I started meeting very like-minded people, which I think was key to the path that I'm currently on. Um, when I discovered Twitter, I discovered a whole world of educators who um, thought like I did. Um, and that was, again, another huge eye-opening um, piece for me because you know, I, my, I, I always sort of felt that the way I saw education and the way I saw my students was a little bit different than, than many of my colleagues. So I found that, you know, those like-minded people allowed me to explore, um, you know, sort of new options of ways I could teach my kids or ways I could um, sort of exist in my classroom the way I wanted to exist comfortably. And knowing that there were other people out there just like me who sort of thought the way I did, which was, you know, kind of outside the box. Um, I went to a conference, um, I guess, two, three years ago now. And um, at that conference, I met a, uh, I met, or I, I had done a presentation, sorry, at this conference. And um, I was telling a story to a friend of mine about something that had happened at that conference. Fast forward a week, he, my friend was at another conference with uh, Brian Aspinall who you also know. And he shared my story with Brian, who at the time I didn't know. Um, I knew him only through social media. And a few weeks after that, Brian reached out to me through Twitter and um, wanted to connect. He'd heard my story, thought um, you know, that we were sort of traveling a similar path um, of you know, sort of not that straight line of education, um, that outside the box innovative thinker. Um, he reached out to me, asked if I wanted to write a, uh, a blog post for his website, so I did. And then a few months later, he reached out and asked if I had ever thought of writing a children's book. Um, and I have, I had at the time, but I, and what I said to him, and this is uh, a story that many people have heard, I, I said to him at the time was, I've always had, but I've never known where to start. And he just replied and he said, you just start. And that is sort of my, my claim to fame is of where I am now, because that's what I did. I literally got off that call and, or that um, uh, we were, it was through DMs and I, I kind of put my phone down, I picked up a pen, some paper, and I just started writing. I knew right away what I wanted to write about. Um, and, and Gracie was born shortly thereafter. So through that writing process, um, Brian and I developed a friendship and um, so Gracie came out in December, uh, not last year, the year before. And then the, um, in the spring of 2020, Brian was looking at, Brian had started the sort of publishing side of, of Codebreaker, something that I had not yet been a part of. Um, I was an author under the brand. And then in the spring, he had asked if I would be interested in editing um, Staying Grounded, which would have been his first book 
um, his first uh, leadership, the, the first book in the leadership series that Codebreaker has that wasn't his. So um, I, I, I jumped at the chance. Uh, I loved working with Brian. I found um, we had a very, very compatible way of thinking. Um, you know, there's things that we see very opposite on, but we can, but just really mesh really well together. And then there's things that we just sort of see the same. Um, our creative brains work, work uh, very, very well together. So we started our partnership that way. Um, and then 20 some odd books later, here we are. And that's sort of my path. That I'm still is teaching. the story. <laughs> that's the story. Codebreaker was born. No, that no, no. Is... I can't take that credit. Brian, you can't. You that can't, is his baby. That absolutely. is that is my story of, of my that piece is. of Codebreaker. That that is that is how let's say the children of Codebreaker were born. How about fair. that? The family. Let's fair. say that. You know. Fair, okay. fair, fair. That's where it started. Uh, Papa Aspinall. I love it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's it's amazing, right? Because you know how far you can come in, in such a short period of time, like since Michael Hines's book. Cause I remember that was actually right around the time that I also signed a deal mm -hmm. with you guys, an agreement. And the first thing I said is, Oh, well, I got to, I, I already had bought Michael's book and what a great book. And, you know, book. and then road to awesome and so many, many more. And, and I mean, you've, you've had the opportunity to be a part of, so many different experiences and you know when you're reading someone's book nine times out of ten you're reading their life story you're reading yeah. you're learning you're learning so much about the people that wrote these books that you know just you're able to kind of connect with that person in person mm -hmm. and you're reading their book so you're seeing like so met so much you could probably write like a million books based on that because that in itself it's such an amazing experience. So, you know, and editing is a tough job, like sitting down and reading very carefully is a challenging job. So, you know, what brings you back to it? What brings you back to continuing to what's your, you know, kind of why? Why do you keep going back to continuing that work for you, for an editor? So when I so I, I love to write, um, not everything I write is is out for public consumption. I've, writing for me is very therapeutic. Um, it's sort of where um, I started writing a blog because um, I don't know, it was something that was, I was at, a, I was at a, uh, a workshop and the the speaker was talking about the importance of writing a blog um, and just sort of allowing you to reflect on um, your teaching. So that's how it sort of started. And I would just kind of write and, and I enjoyed writing. Um, I started writing that way. And then, um, uh, so a few years ago, my brother uh, got sick and he and passed away shortly thereafter. And so I took to writing um, for me as therapy. Um, and that's how I was able to um, sort of deal with everything that I was going through. Um, and I wrote about grief and that's all I wrote about. And it's all I could write about. I couldn't, nothing else seemed... Um, important enough, I suppose, to write about. So that's how I went through my grieving process. Um, and then it wasn't until actually Brian reached out to me to ask to write for his website that I was able to um, put pen to paper about anything but grief. So that is something that I've, I've shared with him and that was um, a really important piece for me in my life to be able to, to, to move past that, that piece. And so because 
I know how important writing is to me because I know how much of your own story goes into that. And whether whether it's the story that you're you're outwardly telling or whether it's the story that's happening within to get you to put those words on paper, I think is really, really important. And so I know um, you know, what what people are putting their heart and soul on paper. Um, and and I get to be a part of that. And and not only do I get to be a part of that, but they they trust me to be a part of that. Um, and maybe they don't have a choice. I suppose when you sign with a publisher, like I am, you know, I'm what you get, but, um, they have to choose to trust what it is the, the process that I'm about to go through. And I know personally, I have a really hard time getting critical feedback on my writing because I write with a very specific voice that's, that's mine. And so when somebody tries to change that voice, I, it's really difficult for me to, to let that go because I feel like it changes my, my voice and, in, 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 you know, and what I'm trying to say and how I'm trying to say it. So I know um, that for some of, of my authors, how hard that might be to, to give their story, to give their heart and soul, to put it in the hands of somebody who doesn't know them. I don't know my authors. I know them through emails. I know them through a Zoom call, through social media. That's it. The only one of my authors I've ever met is Brian. <laughs> He's not even my author. So, so I appreciate how difficult that can be and how, um, you know, how nerve wracking that can be, how scary that can be. And you kind of put yourself in a vulnerable place to put everything you've got on paper and then just give it to somebody else to literally critique. Um, so every book is so different. The overall message is, is the same because that's who we are at Codebreaker, right? We are, we are disruptors. We're, we're, we're outliers. We're heretics as, as Frank says. Um, but everybody's personal story is so different. So by the time I get to the end of a book, um, I'm excited to start the new one because I get to, you know, start, I, I don't know, I just get to read somebody else's story from a totally different lens. And everybody writes from their own lens, um, whether it's as an, a teacher or as a leader or as a female or as a male or, you know, what have you. Um, People are telling their stories about their own, you know, mental health journeys. People are telling stories about their failures and what they've learned from it. People are telling stories about really difficult things that have gone on in their lives and how they've overcome that. Um, and, you know, it's the same reason you read a book for, for, for interest sake, um, for pleasure. You put the book, you know, you're done the book and you just pick up the next book because you just want that feeling all over again in a different story. So, um, that's that's what I get to do. I get to kind of, you know, be entrusted with somebody's story each each time, and it's it's a brand new story from a brand new perspective every single time. So you just it just kind of works. It's the same reason why people do anything that they like, right? Like it, you just like it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know what I love that you said is that I get to do it. You know, I do. and it you really do. You get to do it. You don't have to do it. You know, it's not you do want to do it, but you get to do it. And yeah. that privilege, um, it's got to be so empowering for you, you know, to be able to read through these pieces of works and, you know, some amazing people with, yeah. you know, all different types of educational backgrounds and experiences. And people really have some unique backgrounds once you start hearing their story. I mean, a guy like Frank Rodneski, who's like throwing himself into a river inside a box <laughs> and then crawling out. But He's also an amazing educator and principal and, you know, so it's, it's just, a, it really gotta be amazing to connect with so many people. Cause you do connect with, you haven't met them, but you've met them, right? Yeah. You haven't, you haven't shook their hand. You haven't given a hug, no. but 
you've I, met them because yeah. you it becomes a relationship between you and the author because I mean I know personally when I was editing when you were editing with me I was we were going back and forth every single day you know what felt like every single minute because you're right it is your kind of your intellectual I guess property so to speak of like this is all that I've learned in my career and you're for a lot of people you're the first real reader you know yeah of that work and that's it's a lot of pressure as well right it, it's, I don't find it pressure. I just, um, I, I, I don't feel pressure by it, but I, I think that it's, for me personally, it's very important that I give people um, a really positive experience, obviously, right? Like when I take writing, I make sure that obviously I'm editing for, for you know, all the things that an editor needs to do. Um, but I think I'm also a, an audience and, and as a, um, as you know, as a reader, I think it's important to let my authors know what I think about the really great things about their their book as well, right? Not just, you know, fix this or replace this or this doesn't work, but, you know, wow, this is amazing. Or, you know, I love the sentence structure or, or just, you know, learning things about them and just being really grateful that they were willing to share those stories with, with the world. Um, and I love that <clears throat> I, I like to comment as I go because their stories um, that people are telling that I, as a first-time reader, don't know where the story is going to go. So I like to put in my, my two cents as I go along. And I'm, this is me air, air typing, <laughs> um, you know, to, to, to let them know that, you know, I am, I am in suspense where the story is going to go or, um, you know, I can, I can make comments about the people that they've met in their lives. And I think that, um, I think that's important for, for authors too, right? And for exactly what you said, it, you know, because maybe I am the first reader. Um, and they need to, to have that, that positive, um, feedback as well, not just, you know, critical feedback. So, and yeah. I think that's a really big Absolutely. responsibility. I think it's really important. Absolutely. And I think as you continue to read through these pieces of work, there's another side to it that goes into it is the kind of the author's style, right? Yes. And the style, not only just writing in language, but also the style of the visual, yeah. right? And what I think that you're very talented with and also Brian as well. And what I give a lot of credit to you guys for is your books are visually pleasing. Like any of the books you open up, like they look the way the author wants them to look, number yeah. one. And you're able to, obviously you guys create all of your own covers mostly. And, you know, you create all the imaging and you do all that. And that's really, that's a whole nother level to it because then you have to kind of match the style of, of the text, the font, the, all the little intricacies that we never ever thought of when you write a book and you start to look at people's books differently because you're like, oh, I like the way that font is or that paragraph or that subtitle. And, and there's that whole, there's a layout that's a whole nother level. And there's that whole other side to publishing that, you know, that kind of publishing it and putting it out through Amazon and putting it through the template. Talk a little bit about that. So that's my favorite part. The then that's what we call building the book. I don't know if that's actually what it's called. That's what Brian and I call it. <laughs> so we sort of make up our own names for things. It works. Um, you know, that's that's my favorite part, and that always happens, obviously, at the very end. Um, and it happens at the end because you you start to learn about your people and you learn about 
um, you know, who they are and, and the kind of people that they are. Um, and, you know, when we, we think about things obviously as, you know, in people's personal brands. Um, I remember when we were working with you, some of the, the font, you know, um, to, to get a little extra nerdy, um, we wanted to, to work in your, your own brand. So we wanted to use the same font from your logos in your book so that everything, you know, yes, it's our, it's, it's, it's a code breaker book, but, um, one thing we're, we're very, very proud of is it's, it's your story. It's your book. So, you know, our, logos on the back but it belongs to you and we always want to make sure that that is first and foremost so every book follows the style of its author um that style comes from conversations with the author some authors will say i you do it i don't i don't know or some authors will have ideas that they want incorporated and then you know between brian and i and our authors we put together sort of creative ideas um on what things are going to look like. And, you know, we also have to think about things like perspective and we need to like perspective and intention from, um, from the public. And we, we want to make sure that we're being respectful of, of our author's wishes, but also making sure that we are um, being aware of, of messaging and intention and, and all of that stuff and making sure that our author's voices are going to come out in the uh, creative process and, and what the visual piece looks like. So, you know, when I get a book, I get, I get a Google Doc. That's what I get. And then we turn that Google Doc into an actual, um, you know, book. And, um, and that, that creative piece comes from getting to know the author as, as we go through. And, you know, simple things like fonts, you know, is, is, the, author, is, is the author's style smooth? Is the author's style rough? And, and that, you know, is the author's style sort of jarring? Um, is the author very academic? So all of those things go into a simple Google search, you know academic font <laughs> download so you know we, we we look at all of those those little things and and see visually what's appealing but also what really you know matches our people because it's important that our books belong to our people not us yeah and that's such a part of the process that like you don't really know exists until you get there right yeah. or you know you talk to a couple of authors that are published and that's just all usually the when everybody's writing a book, they're just more focused on getting the words on the page and yeah. the organized way and the format, but not really worried about that whole other part of it. And to me, I feel like that's a really important part, the visual, the aesthetics, the way it looks, um, because it should be visually pleasing. And I think that you guys do a really amazing job of providing that, whether, you know, kind of coaching and consulting on that is really an amazing thing. And I think that's something that's, I think, everybody raves about at Codebreaker. You know, we're always talking about the way our books look and the way we, you know, we enjoy the way they're looking. So thinking a little bit about, um, you know, going back and you've obviously had this chance. I'm going to kind of throw a little curveball at you. Oh, I God. didn't plan for this. Here we go. <laughs> so um, you, you don't, I don't need you. I don't want you to say anybody's names, but okay. okay you've had, you've read, you've now Codebreakers put out, I know we put what was it? 20 by 2020 was, yeah. was that it? Was I, I think I was the 20th book, wasn't I? You were the 20th book the under 20th the brand. Book. Yeah. You were my gonna, 20th book. You were the 20th book, but yeah. The 20th book. And yeah. so we're, we up to right now have a total of how many books? <sighs> oh God. 25 maybe. Yeah. Ish. Okay, yeah. great. So it's a lot of books. All right. Because we have a lot. Okay. So here we go. And there's oh, a God. lot on deck. Let's put it that way. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot waiting in the wings. So yes, there definitely is. What is like your top five things you've learned about, you know, education? What are your five education. big ideas? 
through oh, these God. books, what are your five big ideas, your five big takeaways? I know that's like impossible. If you go six or seven, I'm not going to okay. get upset. Uh, okay. I can't put them in order. Nope. Yet. No order. No. Okay. I'm not going to put them in order. Okay. So one of the big things that I've learned is, um, and I, maybe this isn't something new, but it's something that's been definitely solidified is how um, the same situations are seen so differently from so many different people. Um, and again, something that you know, but until you, you've sort of been given the opportunity to, to almost see that situation from somebody else's eyes, um, you know, reading the same story from somebody else, uh, it's amazing to see how people interpret those situations different and what they do about it, how they reflect on that and what they do um, with themselves, with having learned that. So that, that was a big piece. Um, I learned that there are so many people who are so much more similar than I ever thought there were. I always felt like a lone wolf in education. Um, and not because people were different than me, but because I was different. Um, and I think that reading these stories, you see how many people think just like you, um, that you've, that you'll never have the opportunity. I would have never met any of these people had I not been in the situation that I am. So, you know, there, there are those people, you just, you need to find them. Um, and there's ways to do that. You just have to keep looking. Um, that's two. Okay. Three. Um, there are people who, and, and these are not speaking to my authors, it's the stories that I'm reading within, but I see how easy it is to look at tough situations that, that you've gone through in your life um, and how, um, how quickly your life can change or be different based on how you not experience that piece or that, that, that event, but what you do with that experience, if that makes sense, you know, yeah. um, your story and how you, how you overcome the, you know, adversity and challenges yeah. and, and it's speed bumps, right? Exactly. And, and some of them are, are, are mountains. They're not speed bumps. Um, one of the things I learned is, yes. you know, I've had, you know, life's handed me some unfortunate events. It is what it is. That's life. Um, and you, you, through reading, you just see how, um, that, that same, not those same events, but, but life has handed many people really unfortunate experiences. Um, and it's really empowering to know how people have, have overcome that, um, and what they've done and that people are still overcoming, you know, things that have happened to them in their lives, um, whether it's their personal life or their, their professional life. Um, and that's really empowering too, to know that, yeah, okay, no, I've been handed, um, a shitty hand here, but this is what I'm going to do with it. Um, and this is how I'm going to keep going. Um, and it's fascinating to know when I meet my authors, I meet them as they are. I meet them who they are right now. And then you start to read and, and you start to learn about their story. And it is, it's, it's really eye-opening. There's been a few books that I've had to, to uh, put down because it's been really difficult to read um, things that people have gone through and things that people have experienced at the hands of other people. Um, and so, you know, you have to sit back and, um, and kind of, you know, 
look at that that perspective in education and and for me I I you know you, you kind of take that and you look at your kids and you go okay so look at what these adults are dealing with um you know what are what are these little people dealing with um and you know you start to it's allowed me to sit back and not necessarily look at things from a different perspective because I think for a long time I've been able to do that but um I've been able to take those experiences and learning life of other people um, and learning about the personal stories and, and triumphs and, of, and whatnot of other people and realize that just naturally that exists in others. And it's, it's one of the things that I've been saying lately is, you know, I am who I am today because of who I was yesterday. And so, you know, I'm grateful for all of the terrible things that have happened. If, if that doesn't sound too morbid um, because it's allowed me to be who I am today. And and I know that the things that my my people have experienced, whether they're my my author people or my little people, um, it's going to make them continue to be to be great. And um, it took reading the stories of other people to kind of to kind of learn that that there is a path that that our our kids can take that can lead them to to great places. They just need to they need guidance. Um, you know, that was that was a big a big piece, especially from, from many of our, our uh, leader authors who are, you know, leading an entire school. Um, that is a really huge perspective for me too, because I'm coming as a teacher, not an administrator. So when I'm reading things written by administrators and superintendents, it's been really eye-opening and it's actually, you know, kind of taken me off a little bit of a pedestal that I, I can sometimes stand on as, as a teacher thinking that, you know, I'm, owed a certain thing from an administrator or from a superintendent. And it's allowed me to see that perspective from, from, from the, from the top. And, um, you know, one of the big ones was, and I'm going to name a name, Darren, when I read Darren Pepper's book, um, I remember reading his book and really having my eyes opened because uh, I hadn't seen things that I was experiencing from the perspective of an administrator before. And Darren sort of allowed me to do that. So that was really um, really important. It kind of knocked me down a few notches, which I think needed to happen at that time. <laughs> so, uh, so that was really important. Um, I think maybe that's four, maybe that's like, listen, four you got four <laughs> and whole there's each one you unpacked so well that I'm going to, I'm going to let you slide there. Perfect. Just, perfect. You unpacked each one so well. And there was, there was like 14 in each of okay. those that that we can even go inside and continue. So I love that. You know, one thing we like to do on this show is we like to dedicate each episode to someone who's out there unlocking unlimited potential and all whom they serve. And I can think of no better person than Chad Ledoon right here. Um, you can follow him at Mr. Ledoon. He is probably lakeside in Indiana at some point over the weekend, maybe right now. I'm not really sure, but he is an awesome guy and an incredible story. Check out his book, Discomfort by Design. I love his and book. You can also check him out at Discomfort Book. But talk a little bit about Mr. Ladoon, because what a great book. I, I have read it and I was obviously in tears at the end, but yeah. I, you know, throughout was really some really interesting stuff. My favorite phrase from his book was uh, having tank top confidence. That was, <laughs> yeah, I did. That I was did a like good, that. <laughs> that one, you gotta, you gotta check that one out to read more. So I had heard Chad's story through uh, a Zoom call. He shared his his personal story, and I won't share it because I don't want to ruin the book. But um, I so when I when I got the manuscript, 
um, I, and this is another piece. I, there's, there's been books that I've sat down to read that I had expected something completely different. Um, and it kind of blows me away because I just get a, a, something totally different than I thought I was going to be reading. Um, and that's what happened in Chad's book. Um, you know, I thought I was going to be sort of reading, you know, his sort of life story from beginning to, to where he is now. And he, that's, there's, there's bits and pieces of that in there in the background, but he really talks about, um, you know, design thinking and design learning and how important it is that we are putting our kids into their learning and not for grades and not for because I said so, but because of all of the amazing skills that they're learning as a result of design thinking and as, as a result of, you know, project learning and, and, and getting in their hands-on learning and, you know, not, not worksheets and not, um, you know, not just doing, um, you know, a piece of work for the sake of doing a piece of work, but by really getting in there, um, looking at the community and how we can better help the community and, um, you know, creating this learning where they, students are given the opportunity to fail um, and to look at the, uh, their mistakes, but not as failures, but as learning opportunities to just continue to get better. Um, and that is something that I really, really, really relate to. So I loved that technical piece of his book, the, the personal story. I'm just a sucker for all of those. Anybody who writes a personal story, I just, you can ask Brian, it's, he's tired of listening to me, um, drone on about it, but, but the, that technical piece I loved, I loved. And, um, Chad was really good at, um, making me see how I can put that programming into my class at my level, my level of comfort, but also for the level of the students that I'm teaching. You know, he was talking about much older students, but the way he described the, the type of teaching that was happening in the classroom and the type of learning that was happening in the classroom made it really, really easy for me to see how I can bring that down to a kindergarten level or how we can bring it up to a, a you know, high school level. So I really loved how it was this sort of all-encompassing book um, on, on so many different levels academically and personally. And, um, you know, his, the, the way that he shares his personal story and how he talks about who he once was and very, a very rigid thinker to, to who he is now, um, as a result of sort of forced life lessons upon him was, uh, was pretty inspirational. And yeah, lot, lot absolutely. Definitely grab a Kleenex for that <laughs> book. Um, and, and the thing that's awesome about, um, the book as well as, you know, I walked away with some real simple takeaways yeah. embrace, embrace the struggle, trust yeah. the process, you know, allowing yourself to sit back as the educator and realizing that my students struggling is learning. Yeah, and exactly. I, and, I, and I appreciated that. So shout out to Chad Ledoon, my man. Hope you're enjoying your summer right now. Shout out from us both. Um, so we're getting close to the end here, Daphne. One thing I like to also do is ask my listeners, as you saw in the video at the beginning of this, to finish this sentence. Unlocking unlimited potential means. Unlocking unlimited potential means. To me, it means allowing others to see in them what you see in them. And maybe allowing is the wrong word, but, but helping them to see in them what you see and, and to, you know, helping them believe in the greatness that they are, that you see and experience every day. I appreciate that. That is absolutely true. So Daphne, what's next for you? I know people can keep in touch with you with your website right there, Daphne McMenemy. 
dot com. There is three M's. You don't <laughs> count the dot com. Yeah, there is. Uh, what's next? Well, I'm just going to kind of keep going. Um, I'm 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 teaching. I'm editing. I'm code breaking. Um, I'm writing in the background, um, looking at continuing the Gracie series, um, looking at writing my own. I started writing my own, um, and then I kind of put that off to the side because I found I was uh, not as creatively, I don't remember, not writer's block, but but I have... It's just it's it's a pro it's not a hold. It's just well, a you're spending the majority of your time. Let's clarify this. You're spending the majority of your time editing other people's work. Yes. Yes. So That's when you happening. write, it's like now it's kind of the same process. So you need a break. I mean, you got to find your happy balance, right? Yep. That's, that's what the summer can't be editing and well. writing books 24 seven, you know, no, as much no. as you'd like to, <laughs> as much as I'd like to No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy on the horizon. I mean, it's summer and I sort of shut down in the summer. Um, and, um, most of my girlfriends are teachers with, uh, with kids the same age as mine. So, um, summer is really focused on, on my girlfriends and, and seeing them because I, you know, we don't see each other all year long. So, uh, that's sort of my, my big focus is to kind of re reconnect with, uh, with many of my friends. And we're finally in Ontario allowed to do that. <laughs> Thank God. So that is, uh, that is what's next actually is seeing yes. my people. I miss my people. It's important. So Absolutely. That, uh, yeah, that that's that's the next couple of months in store for me, and then all of the other stuff that I just kind of keep doing. Amazing stuff! Codebreaker Summer Camp is coming yep. up this summer. That is coming up. It this is a August. hybrid event. It I is. Know, I'm happening. so excited for it. I am so excited for it. Unfortunately, I won't be making it in person, but I will be on the the camera. Mm -hmm. But that Virtual. is the beauty of it all, right? Yeah. You know? So, yep. listen. So I appreciate you joining us. Uh, thank you so much. Looking forward. What's uh. What's the next book in line? Can we announce that? Or no, we can't announce that, can we? No. We just, let's announce, no, let's announce what just came out. Okay, so what just came out is yes. a book called Rosie and the Power of Positivity Team. That is a children's Lori book. Corner yeah, Dr. Lori Corner. Um, it is a book all about Rosie and how she is teaching. It's a, it's a children's uh, picture book and how she is uh, teaching her friends about the power of positive thinking and by spinning your words from I can't to actually I can and how that um, can impact our, uh, our thinking. And uh, it's, it's a great, great story illustrated by Alexandria Massey, who has illustrated many of our Codebreaker books, and, uh, including Gracie. So uh, kudos to, to Alex for her um, incredible artistry and kudos to Lori for her. Um, so actually, actually I can is Lori's uh, leadership story and um, Rosie and the power of positivity team is uh, that sort of connection. It's sort of the, the kids piece to, to actually I can. So that uh, was just released on the weekend. Actually, it's been a project we've been working on in the background. Yeah. Uh, and congratulations to Lori. She was on the show as well. So she was on way back in season one. So she has come a long way with all her books. And another book came right behind with this children's book. So, so yep. awesome. Yep. Kudos to Lori. Awesome. Well, listen, I appreciate you joining us for the show. I know you have many books to continue to work on in, in your time. And I'm sure I don't want to take too much more time away from you for that. So I appreciate that. So thank you so much for being on the show. 
Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate having me. Yes. And so remember, everybody out there, the journey toward unlocking unlimited potential begins with you. Continue to educate with passion. Continue to thrive this summer. Continue to find opportunities to keep learning because there is an endless amount out there. And if you got a book and you got an idea, shout out Codebreaker. They are open and ready to accept and listen. And they're an amazing organization. I really have enjoyed publishing with them. And there's an incredible team and family there that is doing great things this summer and into the future. So have an awesome day, everybody. Take care. This podcast is proud to be a part of the Codebreaker Podcast Network and also the entire family of disruptors at Codebreaker.